correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. radiocom Welcome to Me and Steve Talk RPG, the podcast where me and my friend Steve try and help you get the most out of your role-playing game experience. Hey folks, what's up? Welcome back to Me and Steve Talk RPGs. I'm here tonight with my buddy Steve. Hey Steve, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's it's a day of the week and... Um, it ends in Y. Yes, exactly, it does. It ends in Y. My, so, my uh, day has ended in Y all day long. Well, I have a lot of days that end with Y, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we've got some stuff to talk about tonight. But uh, before we do that, want to shout out another show here on the D20 Radio Network. And this week, that's going to be the Opcast. Yeah, the Opcast. Some really cool stuff happening over there. Yep. Which, if you haven't checked them out, it's Josh Heath and Chaz. Um, and I believe there's a third co-host, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. We do this every every time. Every time. Look, here's the deal. Opcast, third co-host, you need to get on our podcast. You got to come <laughs> talk to us. I, I don't care. We got to talk to you because this has been a problem every time we talk about the Opcast. Yeah. When I'm, like, well, we've see, talked here's... to Chaz. We've talked to Josh. We need to talk to that third co-host. <laughs> well, and, and the thing of it is, is like, right, I also, I have this weird thing about World of Darkness games where I really want to get into them, but that's a really, really big slope to start sliding down. And it's very slippery. And I already and have enough games to <laughs> that I don't have red, so. Don't have red, yes. Yes. <laughs> Don't have red. <laughs> yes, don't have red. Um, uh, yeah, no, I feel you. And I've been wanting to get into World of Darkness myself. So maybe we can get that third co-host to come on and <laughs> run a World of Darkness game for us. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, the podcast is, um, is all about Aeon, Aberrant, Adventure, and, and the rest of all that uh, kind of corner of the of darkness system. They actually just dropped a new episode today as we're recording called yeah excuse me it's called aberrant worldwide phase one part two so i don't know exactly what it's about but i know the people involved are really cool people and know their stuff so uh yeah check that out the op cast very cool stuff happening over there anyways um so some not so cool stuff has happened with me which has started our topic for the day aha i was running my it's been hot as crap here the first half of the week that was not cool no, no, it's been hot. It's been humid. It's rained every day. I've been trying to cut my grass for, I kid you not, like two weeks now. And every time I get time to do it, it rains. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's not what I'm complaining about. What I'm complaining about me tonight, like you were complaining. Well, but that's not what the <laughs> podcast is about, is it? Now, I mean, I, I could not. sit here and gripe about all the little dumb chores I have and complain about my life but that's not what we're here to do fair enough what we are here to do is talk about the time that i lost power in the middle of a freaking session and lost all momentum um Ah. so we're playing um what is what was like is going to be the second to last game 
for Act 1 of my D&D campaign. I've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. It's just time for time for a break from D&D. And so we were playing fine. We were gaining momentum. Big things were happening. I gave them a gin that actually had wishes. And the power goes out in the mall where we play. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was like in the middle of a combat where they're, you know, it's very important that, you know, the combat happened and we just sort of hurry up, finish combat. And now what? Because I can't see to read any sort of notes. I can't see to read, you know, any of the books. We're working off phone lights and I'm just, I, I'm defeated at this point. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I just want to call it, but I know nobody else wants to call it because we were like an hour and a half into a four hour session. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible time for that to happen. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. And especially like if you're into that segment of the campaign, like everybody's wound up, everybody wants yeah. to go. And yeah, it, well, no, I think the worst part and this wouldn't, it's not a big deal if the power goes out for a second. And it, it's not a big deal if you if the power goes out and it seems like it's going to be out for a significant amount of time because both of those are like power goes out for a second. Oh, power's out. Oh, power's back. Or the latter where it's like, oh, power's out, but we think it'll be back tomorrow. Okay, well, we're just going to wrap it here then. Mm-hmm. But the general consensus was, I don't know, it shouldn't be out that long. Well, Yeah. And so we sat there and we played a little bit. We did the best we could, but it was like, oh man, after that, I was done. I was like, I'm out of gas. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Like, we're just going to have to, like, I tried to plow on as best I could, but I was like, we just got to call it like an hour early because I don't know. I just ran out of steam. Well, I think it just, it threw everything off. Right. And and that's a weird thing. Like, you wouldn't think that momentum would be a thing for, for game mastery, but I guess it, it is. And I think too, it, some of it, it's a rhythm. And, and as much as you want to say, well, but yeah, phone lights. So now everyone's holding up their phone and then I don't know, you know, you're a lot like me and that, okay, well, what's that light over there? You know, what's that right. thing that I have see? Right. I imagine what's there was some beeping? emergency lighting somewhere that was kind of throwing some light in areas that probably made it harder to see what you were actually doing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those things where it's like, this is just, it, it's just been a, and I didn't want to wrap because I knew we only had two sessions left of that. Mm-hmm. And you, you almost are like, okay, well, I know I got to power through this somehow, but as a GM, once you sort of, once those brakes get hit, it's, and it's not like, so it's one thing we've talked about you hitting the brakes and being like, okay, we got to take a break here. I need to get my bearings. Like, no, it's when something outside of your control makes the entire table go. Yeah. That's it's bizarre. It's, it's really, it's really like annoying. Well, and I think in your case too, you know, you've got a a certain amount of, of story and plot that you want to get through. I'm sure there's a certain amount of it that your players are expecting because, okay, this act is wrapping up. We need to resolve this, this, and this. Right. And you have a be itself imposed, but you also have a deadline there. Yeah. So now you're, you're faced with, and, and I'm just going to, 
you planned on having eight hours in which to fulfill all these things. Mm -hmm. Now the power goes out. Yeah. So now it's like I have six hours. <laughs> and so you're at, you're at, yeah, it's at six. Now what do you do? Cause invariably the power goes out. It's going to be a couple minutes, even if it just, you know, if it just blinks back on in a minute or two, okay, we probably don't lose too much. But once it stays out for more than five minutes, now there's the, okay, what are we going to do conversation? Yeah, exactly. kind of grinds everything to a halt. Yeah, that ground to a halt. And then my table, and I love them to death, but they all have, you know, we all get to the chattering. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's not just a conversation of, oh, well, what are we going to do? It's a conversation of, what are we going to do? What did you have for dinner last night? What are you doing tomorrow? Like, it's it's the, we all get to, to the chattering. Right. What's going on with this place? Why is that like that? You know, it's, it's it, the table talk did commence and that completely like after sitting there and yapping to him for what I'll say felt like 15, 20 minutes, it was enough to screw me up for the rest of the session mm -hmm. to where I'm like, I forgot what I had planned. The combat I had planned kind of went out the window because we had a ticking time clock. It's like it just everything just collapsed under its own weight so what are you gonna do well what i ended up doing was the best i could i mm -hmm. i picked up the pieces i knew the the very core of what i wanted to cover i then uh we went as far as we could and i just was like we're gonna have to call it early because i lost my momentum and don't know what's going on right now but what i did do was i set the players up with a situation i gave them so prior to that, prior to losing the power, we had not discussed the fact that they had not acquired a djinn yet um, or a genie. After power came back, I planned that from the beginning and I was like, okay, well, we're going to give them this genie and that's going to be it. We're just going to do that. And then they have, you know, and, and I basically sent them home with like homework. I was like, figure out what you want to do because you have three wishes. And it's effectively three casts of the wish spell. Mm -hmm. So figure out how you want to do this, what you, how you want to word it. And I told them, I'm like, if you do it right, you can skip this last combat without having to do it. So we'll see what they come back with. But I, I just ended up wrapping it up and being like, all right, I gotta, I gotta walk away and let you guys fight over what happens next. And yeah, so we'll see how that pans out. Uh, because we um, we were going to play today, but we didn't end up some stuff happened today. And I just we just weren't able to get together. Mm -hmm. But next week, we'll find out how that all concludes. But it was sort of like I, I just I did the thing that I tend to do when I'm frustrated with uh, tabletop RPGs or frustrated as a GM, which mm -hmm. is I go to my players and I go, all right, you figure it out. And I, I don't mean that in that, like oh, I went to my players and I was like, I don't know what we're going to do. You figure it out. I mean, like, I, I just left an open-ended question to the table and was like, okay, what happens next? Because you dictate where I go at this point because I don't remember where I wanted to go myself. Mm -hmm. Which is, I mean, it's an option. It's not a yeah. great option all the time, but it's an option. Well, I mean, yeah, I, on some level, what can you do? Yeah, I... On another level, I'm sure there was probably more I could have done. And yeah, I'm sure if I was a different GM and took more detailed notes, yeah, I could have probably picked up, regained momentum. 
but I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm not the notes guy. Yeah. And neither am I. So like, that's, you know, I wonder too, though, like, you know, at what point, you know, cause, cause different things can do that in a game too. Like, I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, we had the cyberpunk game. I was running that COVID oh, kind of just COVID destroyed. Yeah. Ran over it and left pieces. And to be fair, we really didn't try to revive that, but I feel like that was in a, in a sense, a different level of, of <laughs> momentum lost. Um, right. Cause I, I feel like it, with that one, you know, we were, we were, I had actually finally kind of gotten everyone hooked into the story it felt like, and it was starting to go somewhere. And then, well, I think too, though, that with that, there was so much where none of us knew what was going on in the world. No, that it was the very early days. Like it was the early stuff of COVID where we had heard some rumblings about something. And then all of a sudden we were at home being told, you know, don't go out unless absolutely necessary. Yeah. You know, stay at home, stay isolated, stay away from your friends. And so we all collectively were like, we got to ride this out until it clears up because, you know, it's not, it's not a uh, uh, feasible now to get together. And I, I understand why that killed your campaign. Oh, I mean, I don't think anybody would be like, Oh man, I can't believe that killed your campaign. Well, I would think not. I mean, you know, that was, it, yeah, it was just one of those things where, and we didn't even really try to revive it, I don't think either, but some of that was because, what was that? I forget, how long was it before we got back together? Uh, at least, at least like a year. Yeah, it was a long time. I remember that much. And and I know like a year was early even for the COVID stuff, but we were all like, I'm clear, I'm clear, I'm clear. <laughs> like yeah. We had all been tested multiple times and we're not taking any, you know, it was one yeah. of those, we were all taking precautions and we we're all adults and made a calculated risk. And Right, right. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. It wasn't a rushed into thing. No, but I think we all kind of, I think we were chatting online at that point and just kind of decided, yeah, let's. Let's just do it. Let's yeah. just, because no one remembered what was going on. And, and I think that was a, a completely different sort of loss of momentum. Yeah, that was uh, the the trying to pick up your campaign was was a real I don't know. It, I don't want to say it was a waste because it was worth the shot. But I feel like we should have just well, I think from the were... jump gone. Let's either start a new thing or because there was some talk and it, I, I don't know. I, I feel I like think that was buy in issues with the system in the first place. Well, yes, I knew that much. And I and know a that couple is players what it at is. the table had issues. You know, it just is what it is. Well, yeah, and, you know, the the bad thing is, is when you already have buy-in issues and then there's a lapse like that, you just yeah. lose. It, it, it. The The loss of momentum is an absolute disaster. Yeah, it, disaster. Yeah, it, it definitely can be. And I think, like, like I said, I felt like we had just kind of turned a corner where I was really starting to get people were start, starting to grasp what was going on and, and buy into it. And then we couldn't play it for a long time. And, yeah. And at that and, point, I think it was, I think the choice, I don't want to say I didn't have, but I felt like the, the obvious choice was just let it go. Yeah. 
and I, I, I hate that it was the choice that we had to come to, but it's hard because it's like, how do you how do you pick up a campaign that went on hiatus for almost a year for, for not almost a year for over a year? Right, right. And and especially when like, OK, I think that's different, though. Like, let's say and I'm just going to make the but you and your buddies that you played with in high school had a game that, you know, because whatever you know, everybody moved away and all of a sudden you're all back in town for the weekend. Hey, let's get the band back together. Yeah, but that's not going to still be the same game. Could be. I know people who have had an ongoing campaign that are my age since like high school days. Well, that's okay. So maybe and it's that's... had lapses and, and whatever, but where I should, maybe not necessarily an ongoing campaign, but they've been playing in an ongoing timeline in the same world. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I don't think you would be able to just, all right, we're going to stop the campaign here because Bob's moving to Texas and, you know, Joe's moving to wherever and, you know, everybody, nobody talks to Jason anymore. And, like, I I could understand where, like, you might be like, well, maybe we could play in that world that we sort of built as adventurers together at a different point or, you know. Yeah. Because you're not going to pick up those characters and know what you were doing years later. Fair. At least I wouldn't be able to. I'd be sitting there going, I need to make a new character because I don't know what the hell I was trying to do with this one. Yeah, I I don't know. But yeah, it's... So, I mean, I think in this case, you know, like we were talking about momentum in the context of of where it gets hosed, right? Like, but what do you do when it's just sort of lagging out and and you're trying to to pick it back up. Like, I feel like your game, you're going to go back to your next session and everyone's going to be ready and raring to go. Yeah, and what do you do when you when nobody's raring and ready to go? Right. Well, that's when you got to sort of make, I, I feel that's when you have to make the assessment of, is it time to be done? It's not a question everybody wants to ask with their campaign, but, you know, there's time for everything. And I feel like, especially in gaming when it's time to be done, everybody will sort of tell you in a way mm-hmm. if everybody at the table's going, uh, we need a break. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Then maybe it's time to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's time to just call it and move on to something, whether it be in the same system, somebody else is running something, you're running something new, you know, whatever that is. Maybe it's just time to be done with that thing you were doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not always a bad thing. Stuff runs its course. I've Mm -hmm. there's been shows and podcasts and movies that I've watched and been like, yep, I'm happy with the one I saw. And that's it. I don't need to watch anymore. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Or, you know, you're watching a movie and it goes on for too long. You're like, oh, this movie's too long. Like, that's that sucks. Well, you know, or you have like, you know, I joke about it, but the movie Speed. Oh, that movie is so long. It is. And like, there's so many points where they could have just ended it and it would have been fine. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that it's like, this movie is way too long. (laughs) There's no reason that like, trying to think what we watched the other night that I was like, this is, this is just taken forever. I don't remember. I, I honestly don't remember what it was, but there was something we watched and I was just like, just staring like, uh, <laughs> can this movie end already, please? And sometimes I get that way. I get that way running games 
I get that way playing in some people's games. I have ADHD. I also don't medicate, so I chase dopamine. So when it runs out, I sit there and, and stare at space, and it's a struggle for me. And so it's like sometimes I lose momentum just as a person. I just lose interest in things. And I'm not saying I'm losing interest in tabletop RPGs. I I very much love them. I love playing them. I love the hobby. I love the people that I've met along the way. You know, it's not mm-hmm. uh, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just getting at that with my with the way I live my life. Sometimes that's just a consequence of of what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. I don't know. I think it, it's, but, but yeah, it, it's weird. You know, like I wouldn't think about momentum being, you know, uh, until you mentioned it, I wouldn't have thought about momentum being such a thing in yeah, the game. But you sort is. of don't until you get there, until you hit something that breaks your momentum and you're like, oh, I just hit a wall. I just, a brick wall appeared in front of me and I stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a really, bizarre thing to analyze and think about because no you're right i wouldn't think about momentum if i hadn't had this happen this past week Mm -hmm. yeah and i wonder is that though is it that rhythm of the back and forth that you build up between you and your table is that like a, a big part of it is it the 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 beats of the story you know that you're you're just feeling i wonder how much of it is Maybe not just that, but uh, I lost my train of thought. See, there it goes. <laughs> um, beats of the story. Yeah, is is that the momentum that you're kind of feeling in some cases? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's the give and take. I think it's a mixture of all of that. It's the um, it's the story beats and you feeling that sense of progression. That's where I was going. It's you feeling the sense of progression in the story beats and the players reacting to that progression. Mm -hmm. And then when that give and take, when the progression stops, you're left having to pick up the pieces. And sometimes that's just impossible at the, at the way the situation stands. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with, not being able to pick up i, I you know it, I, as experienced gms life happens um and sometimes you just have to you just have to be like i don't know life happened i'm sorry guys because at the end of the day it's it, we're all sitting around playing make-believe mm-hmm. and so sometimes real life gets in the middle of make-believe we've talked about this in the past sometimes real life gets in the middle of make-believe and so you have to bring everything to a stop, fix the situation at hand, and then maybe you can pick up and move forward. Maybe you can't. It's okay. It's okay if you can't move forward from that. So maybe it, you know, it's time for change. Like you said, COVID killed your cyberpunk campaign. Yeah, some of that was player buy-in. Some of that was also, I could tell that you weren't 100% sure on where you wanted to go. Yeah, especially after that far away from it. It was just kind of like, um... Yeah, I, I understand. And so it's just one of those things where you just got to go, the hands go up and you go, it's, it's out of my control and we just got to pick up and move on. And that sucks. I, I honestly, it does, but that's life, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And I, I know I've, I've said, yeah, like 14 times. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
I know it's it's weird and it's weird to analyze and it's weird to think about and it's weird in general. It's weird when it happens. Like that's just all there is to it. Mm-hmm. Um it's hard to it's hard to express in words. <laughs> it can be, certainly. I mean yeah, I don't know. It it it's it, it's a weird thing, but but once you say it, the fact that it exists is blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. And and you just don't think about it. You just don't think about why the momentum that happens at the table. And it's such a natural give and take. I, I think that's why we don't think about it, because it is just a absolutely natural portion of this game. So question then, are there things you can do to promote it? What do you mean? Like, OK, so obviously you want to keep it when you have it. But how how can you actively like increase it? You know what I mean? Like not, and I, by that I don't mean make it go faster, but make it stronger. I guess that's a conversation about relationship to the table, and and I don't mean this. I'm not saying anybody's you know unskilled, but skill as a GM, right? Mm-hmm. So your relationship to the table is is important it's how familiar you are with the people that you're playing with i think if if i would have lost power at a con game oh my god it would have been over it would have been done we we would have packed up closed books you know Mm -hmm. i'm go. i don't know what we're done move on to the next game sorry guys you know have a good one Mm -hmm. being it's my home table i can sit there and i know that my rapport with them is good enough that well we lost momentum but we're gonna pick up next week see you all next week it's fine and i know that the momentum that we had going into that is a culmination of effectively six months of uh six months of gaming coming together to be like all right we're you know we're a group of people we're very familiar with each other we're getting to be friends if you want to say it that way so that helps with the that helps with the just camaraderie at the table and that helps with the the relationship to your table yeah and i think the only way that you can really build that give and take better is also communication but just getting familiar with the table that you have especially if it's going to be a a weekly thing yeah or a frequent thing did that make sense yeah i i was just you know like kind of excuse me, kind of just spitballing, you know, a little bit of, of like, okay, can we think of ways to, to make that momentum stronger? And I guess it like, kind of to tie up what you were saying, it is, it's about the relationships, the engagement, the having it be real memorable, you know? I think you hit on it with engagement. The, the, the idea of engagement where it's, it's that constant, we harp on player engagement all the time. The higher the player engagement, the better the gaming experience is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's that that's why the gaming experience gets better. The higher the player engagement is because the give and take becomes a more palpable thing. If engagement is up and and players are involved, the players are giving more. You're able to take more. And then thusly, you're able to give more and the players are able to take more. Mm hmm. And that's because they're dialed in. They're focused on what's happening. And so 
all that does for momentum is makes a bigger wall when something external causes that to stop. Yeah. But it also guarantees that you have a hook. Like it's like a fish. Like, okay, I broke my line, but I got a hook in the mouth. So I know they're hungry. I know they're wanting more. And so you're maybe able to salvage that more going forward after the momentum has broken because they were invested, invested. Yeah. So, yeah, I, man, it's a, I, I'm still, I'm still kind of just in, in this weird like state of holy crap. I, I didn't think about it, but momentum is, is such a real thing. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It is such a, a important thing to gaming that you just do not think about. Mm-hmm. You don't. And it's, no. it's weird that you don't. It's weird that you don't. And it's weird when you do have to think about it. <laughs> yeah. But um, after that, absolutely head scratching conversation. Any final thoughts <laughs> on player engagement or, uh, well, losing momentum, I should say. I mean, I don't know. I can't really think of any other than just, man, you know, try not to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you're going to, it's going to hurt. Um, I have a funny image to show you. Okay. It's, it kind of, it kind of plays in, but, uh-huh. uh, Gav Karoga and his Facebook page just posted that. Okay. That's a fun page. I may have seen it already. I was looking at, well, not to be just, just posted it, but okay. So I guess that's that. Uh, what are we on to now? Game of the week. Woohoo. Game of the week. All right. You go first or am I go first? I can go first. And I have one that I'm looking at that I'm really interested in. I want to get my hands on it and give it a try. Okay. Before I report back, like, obviously, we've talked about it before. Game of the Week is not an endorsement of a quality game. Just because we highlight it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good. However, that's also not me saying that I think this game is going to be bad. Okay. No, it's it looks interesting. Correct. So the game I have is Carbon 2185. Aha. It is a rule book to convert 5th edition D&D into a cyberpunk setting. I actually have a copy of this. Do you? Yes. That's awesome. I have not looked at it. I have heard um, Brett from Studio 404 actually told me it was, as he put it, surprisingly good for what he was expecting out of 5th edition D&D cyberpunk. So... Let me make my argument here. <laughs> I think Dungeons and Dragons is the right system for this. Okay. I think Dungeons and Dragons works for a cyberpunk setting. And the reason I say that it's not because the dungeons or the dragons mechanically, I think fifth editions, Dungeons and Dragons, fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons is a competent enough system that if you were to go through and rename stats, renamed abilities and remain and keep things like your, uh, ability like your carries your your items skills um action economy combat all of that stuff works in a cyberpunk setting has it had it have its name slapped on it right you lose spells you gain say a hacker right okay you would keep like perception charisma um i've, I've been meaning to read it um along with a plethora of other things. My initial thought is that I don't like 
I think guns break D&D. If now guns break D&D because you're thinking on terms of bows and arrows and crossbows. I think a guns and melee weapon only system or, or, okay. Perfect example. I have a crossbow. It fires and does this much damage in a cyberpunk setting. It's already implied that you're, if you're getting into combat, you're cybered up enough to feel comfortable that you're going to get into combat. You're going to catch a bullet. And so you're cybered up enough to catch a bullet, which means that the damage it does is equivalent to the damage that a crossbow would do. Okay. Does that make sense? Are you are you following me here? I, I think I, I I understand what you're saying. I, I'm not exactly how file the file the name crossbow off of it. Okay. It is a launched projectile weapon. Okay. What is a gun? Projectile weapon. It is a launched projectile weapon Correct. with a impressive range. Mm-hmm. And serious damage. Yes, it's a heavy crossbow. Yes, but I think in D. I think in D and D scaling in like like D and D does. How do you deal with that? Um, and, and I'm not saying they may have have done something with that in the way they built their version of the system. I'm betting they did. I'm betting they. I'm betting they uh, accounted for hit point scaling. What I want to know is I want to know what they're doing with armor class. But I have a hunch on what they're doing with armor class. It's probably like body armor. So your armor class would be like, you know, in in cyberpunk, when you buy clothes, almost all clothes have some sort of soak rating or or AP rating or not AP, but um, whatever the cyberpunk term was for it. SP. Yep. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they could have brought back DR, too. They could have. That would make sense. Like, I feel like you need a little bit of both, maybe, but I, I don't know. Like I said, that's I, my my thing. And, and now, again, a lot of people want to play Cyberpunk very run and gun, which if you take magic healing out of the equation... Yeah. You know... It, well, and not yeah. only that, but I you're telling a different kind of Cyberpunk story in D&D. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay. You're not telling a Cyberpunk Cyberpunk story. You're telling a story in this world where I would bet you that the characters are a little bit more heroic, are a little bit more powerful, are a little bit more um, up on certain things. So I bet you characters are a little bit more heroic in this system, whereas in, you know, Cyberpunk, it's it's heroism is not the goal of that game. Fair, fair. And and not saying that you couldn't tell an absolutely sleazy story with this. Not saying that you couldn't tell some sort of. But I I, I imagine it's going to be a lot more. What I imagine this to be more like is a Philip K. Dick sci-fi, cyberpunk, more uh, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. more you know Total Recall, that kind of thing, and maybe less of a of a uh, William Gibson novel. Less mm. of the fast hacking, the fast gunning, the super intense action that ends with everybody dead in a room. Mm-hmm. It's it's probably more of a new, not nuance, but more of a generalized open setting. But that's not me giving any sort of dogs towards this. I was going to say, we're, well, this is all conjecture because neither of us have read this damn book. No, no. But it's they specifically say that it's movies, television and TV. Right, And they're not calling out any particular book series. They're not calling out any particular authors. 
So I mm-hmm. feel like maybe their conjecture is more what you would see on like maybe more of like um, what you would see in a, a sci-fi TV show, mm-hmm. more like altered carbon, more like um, I don't know. Uh, give me a, a cyberpunk TV show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm really, really curious. And I, I was sitting here thinking about it and I really feel that I feel like it might work. I feel like the numbers, I, I feel like filing the serial numbers off of the system works. There's something kind of amusing about filing the numbers off in Cyberpunk. Isn't it? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I've actually, they did something a while back where they were giving away PDFs of it, and I grabbed one. But this has been two, three years, and it's just been sitting there in my hard drive taunting me, along with many, many other things. I feel that, but <laughs> I want to get my hands on it and take a look at it and see what I think, because I think this could be, I don't know if I like this, it could be the gateway to get people from D and D to cyberpunk. You yeah. know how there's every time and you've been there. Cause you had it. We had the argument for like a month before we started your cyberpunk game. Everybody goes, I don't know that system. I don't know about learning that. Especially hardcore D and D players, they're all like, "Ah, that's another system I gotta learn." Like it's you know, mm-hmm. advanced calculus. <laughs> and meanwhile, this could be the answer to that. Oh, I don't know that system. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. It's D and D, but the 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 numbers are filed differently, right? Mm-hmm. It's D and D, but everything's slightly askew, right? <laughs> You can still do your goofy min-max stuff that you always like to do because it's still D&D. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm I very, very curious about this. And again, that's Carbon 2185. Yep. All right. Well, going from that to mine, I came across something today. Actually, holy crap, it was just released last week. Or no, it was, yeah, just released last week. It's a little game called Department X. Yes, yes, I looked at this. Um, and by the way, that's D E P T period X. If you're if you're searching for it, of course, there'll be like always. There'll be links in the show notes to the drive-through listing or or somewhere where you can find the games as much as we can find those. So what this is, and and this is a game. In all honesty, before say the last six months, I might have kind of looked past. But we've played a lot of really like really simple rules like games or not a lot, but we've played several really simple rules like games recently and just had a ton of fun with them. Yes. And so this caught my eye. This is all of four pages. PDF will cost you a buck and a quarter, but here's the, and in department X. Okay. Look, I, there's some serial numbers scratched away at there. I think <laughs> but here's, here's the header. And so where I think, it is very much nodding at that. It's not necessarily trying to be that. This is 1995. DVDs have just entered the entertainment market. The PS1, the Internet, and Windows 95 were made available. And the role of technology in everyday life is on the increase. Blah, 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 blah. And so while, you know, all the planet is being distracted by all this stuff, you know, it's making harder for all the weird stuff to stay hidden. Yes, so it's the X-Files. Yes, but monitoring all of this weirdness is Department X, which is an unofficial department of every major government. And, you know, like, there's just different stuff that I thought, you know, like, even in the bottom of this, Department X is both needed and ridiculed. Their job isn't 
to just suppress the truth that is out there, but to verify it and catalog it. So it's kind of like, it's like Delta Green meets the X-Files, but it feels very kind of self-effacing in a way, too. Yeah, it seems cool. I, I really thought this was neat. It was not the game I thought it was when I first clicked on it. I expected more of a hardcore X-Files game. Well, that's not quite what I was expecting. But yeah, I, I can understand how you got there from here. This seems really fun. And it's all of a buck and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. It feels like kind of, you know, another slice off the, you know, SCP loaf of bread in a way. But but it also, like, I kind of like the fact that it's keyed to like a retro vibe, you know, because, I mean, 95, yeah, cell phones existed, but, you know. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't They weren't common. They weren't. No. Google was, what year did Google start? Technically, I think 99, 98, 90. No, it was before 99. It was like 97. Okay, because I, I was going to say, I remember like, you know, web crawler and Yahoo being the major search engines. September 4th, 1998 was when it launched. So yeah, I mean, like this is, this is in that, like the internet was a thing, but Barely. It wasn't as ubiquitous as, as we all know it now. And and there for me anyway, there's a certain amount of kind of nostalgia to that era of things. Yeah, I can feel that. I there's some nostalgia for me to that era of things too. Because I mean I was young, but I remember some of that stuff. And I remember the old well, okay. The way I grew up in the area I grew up in, a lot of that old stuff carried forward for a lot of years if that makes any sense yeah like in school i remember dealing with like dos computers and and mm -hmm. early 98 computers and a lot of that and, you know learning how to do the old school and just all that stuff i mean i was in college my freshman year of college would have been 1990 started in 1994 Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Windows 95, I think, had just come out, but pretty right. much all of the campus labs the entire time I was there were still on 311. Right. You yeah, know, they were still DOS-based. It's a really, really freaking cool thing. You know, the the fact that as a student, you got a free email account was kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I remember making my first email account. I still have it. And it was a big deal. But... That was, that's cool, man. I like it. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, four pages uh, written by somebody named Jonathan Hicks, uh, published by Farsight Games. Very and like easy. I said, it literally just, just dropped, you know, a couple days ago. So yeah, that's really cool. Yep. Department X. Well, I'm, I want to put a, a challenge out to our listeners because I haven't done one of these in a while. The okay. show I've been sort of, not obsessed with, but being drip-fed clips on TikTok. Let me double-check. I think it's called Severance. Okay. Uh, yes. So Severance is a show about these people, and from what I can gather, I need to watch the actual show itself, but Severance is a show about these people that are um, have their memories separated between their work and personal life. And so when they're at work, they almost have this like amnesia. They, um, they can't leave their office. Um, it's, it's really weird sci-fi show. 
Okay. I've been really enjoying the clips I've been finding of it. And I would like to know what people rec- recommend to play this in. If you've seen this show, what's the system you would play that in? And so the challenge goes out, come into the discord. If you can, um, when you come into the discord, come yell at me and tell me a system to run this show. in. And if you think this show sucks, come into the discord and tell me this show sucks, please. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just want to throw that out there for people that don't know. Uh, as always, the links to our Discord are in the show notes. It is September. September means that PGX is the end of this month. Yep. And so, as an annoying reminder, PGX is the end of this month. We still have our our promo code down in the dis uh, down in the links below. Yeah, I assume uh, it's still active. I haven't actually checked. I would guess. I uh, I would imagine Wiz would say something if it's not. Yeah. Uh, PGX is going to be a really cool time. I'm yep. going to be there. You're going to be there. It's September 30th, October 1st at Correct. the Monroeville Convention Center in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, which is just outside of Pittsburgh. For those of you who aren't from here, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's not far from the city, town. right? Not far from the city. The reserved hotel block has ended. Uh, that that it ended as of Wednesday, September 6th. However. There are a lot of hotels around Monroeville or even, you know, if you wanted to stay in the city or whatever. Yeah, there's a bunch there in Monroeville. I mean, the one they had rooms blocked at is literally the parking lot. lot. Yeah. And if you're a horror movie buff, the mall where they filmed Romero's Dawn of the Dead is on the other side of the parking lot. Correct. (laughs) Uh, If you're into pinball machines, they have some really cool pinball happening. Um up to and including some like brand new pinball machines that just released. They're going to have the new Bally Jurassic Park, which I'm excited to see. Um, They have fighting game tournaments happening on, they have TTRPGs happening. Like if you get in on this, you could, you know, join one of our games, not to mention you can uh, join anybody else's game. Alex Thomas is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, from mutants and master or from uh uh yeah mutants and, masterminds. mutants and masterminds but what's the actual uh, green ronin green ronin games um oh. running some cool stuff with that bands we've talked about the music it is gonna be awesome i'm so excited mm-hmm. for pgx this year uh i cannot wait so yeah i'm i'm right there too like it's coming so fast and yet yeah i don't know where time goes <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But and then as always, our Patreon is in the is in the dis, uh the the, the doobly doo thingy. Yeah. Yes. Um, the doobly doos. Yes. Our Patreon's down there. Give us some love if you listen to the podcast and you can. We would really appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. Um. Or there's we also have a drive through affiliate code that's down there. Yeah. The if, that also helps too. Help us a little bit that way. Yeah. Uh, any of that helps keep this show you know running and and supported and most importantly you know we we don't do ads except for the podcast at the beginning but that's more good content for you to watch for you to absorb um so and that's all due to our patreons and we have a small but loyal group of patrons (laughs) Mm -hmm. thank you to all of you yes and uh yeah as always we want to remind everyone to be kind to one another and get out there and play some rpgs Yep. Take care, y'all.
intro and outro music by the band 12 noon you can email us at me and steve rpg at gmail.com you can find us on twitter and rpgs find us on facebook at me and steve rpg podcast on discord at me and steve rpgs and as always all of these links are in the show notes thank you and be kind to one another Cigar. Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that. I think that's it. All right. So, shenanigans in three, two, and one. Hey folks, what's up? Welcome back to me and Steve Talk RPGs. Uh, I'm Steve, and hang on a second, I need to adjust my audio. <laughs> I'm Steve, and let's hit the brakes real quick. <laughs> hey, look, it's all thematic. We'll get there. Oh, test, 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 test. All right, I think that... Uh, is, uh, Ooh. All right, here. Da, 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 test one, two, test one, two. All right, that looks a little better. All right. <clears throat> so, three, two... And what?